Hi, and welcome to From a Full Cup. I'm your host, Natalie Mullen, a certified wellness educator, speaker, facilitator, and teacher. From a Full Cup is a mental wellness education podcast that helps women prioritize their wellness and put themselves first because you can't pour from an empty cup. I present unique wellness tips and strategies in ways that are relatable and practical and can be adopted for your lifestyle. Whether I'm speaking at an event, facilitating a workshop, or coaching clients, I'm passionate about helping women dream big, take action, and move the needle forward to achieve the life they want. Now, let's get started. Hey y'all, just before we get into today's episode, first of all, I hit 50 episodes. That is so cool. Thank you for all of you who are listening and giving me feedback, engaging in conversations. It's just so exciting to me. I'm super stoked. Anyways, the next few weeks are going to be several different interviews that I've already pre-recorded and I want to release because I will be ending the season sometime in December. So I want to make sure I get all of these interviews out. So you won't be hearing my scheduled interviews on Thursdays. I will still do the off the cuff ones on Mondays, but just a heads up to expect a series of interviews from now until season finale in December. Okay. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey y'all, just before we get into today's episode, first of all, I hit 50 episodes. That is so cool. Thank you for all of you who are listening and giving me feedback, engaging in conversations. It's just so exciting to me. I'm super stoked. Anyways, the next few weeks are going to be several different interviews that I've already pre-recorded and I want to release because I will be ending the season sometime in December. So I want to make sure I get all of these interviews out. So you won't be hearing my scheduled interviews on Thursdays. I will still do the off the cuff ones on Mondays, but just a heads up to expect a series of interviews from now until season finale in December. Okay. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From a Full Cup. Today, we have Diane Rickenbach. Diane, welcome to the show. Nelly, I'm so excited to be here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners in your own words, and then we'll get started. I am Diane Rickenbach, and I'm a life, wellness, and business coach and the founder of Connect Coaching. I'm also a vision board trainer, and I work with women who are wanting to connect with their inner voice to discover what desires they have. And I partner with them to help make that happen. You know, it's a noisy world. (laughs) As women, we play a lot of roles and we're very nurturing. So we tend to put other people first. And depending on the season of your life, um, it's easy to get disconnected from what it is you might want to accomplish. And that can be in all aspects of your life. So that's been sort of my journey. And I think a lot of times as coaches, we have experiences that we have personally experienced and feel that we can offer support in helping women on similar journeys. And so I'm excited to be able to do that every day with my business. Are you able to share a little bit of your story of how you kind of came into this work? So, you know, throughout my life, I found I've had those whispers. I get that gut instinct where I know it's my intuition or what I really want. 
Um, and, and when I've leaned into it, when I've listened to it and I've followed that, um, it's always led me to do the things that are really fulfilling. So, you know, my, my experience in the corporate world has been as a sales executive and sales manager of people. Um, and for a long time, there's lots of aspects of that that I really loved. And when I delved into it, I realized it's, it's really helping people visualize dreams, goals, and objectives and helping them attain them. And so that was really at the core of being a salesperson and a sales manager. I really like motivating and being positive with people. The company I worked for, um, we had a mutual separation <laughs> in January of this year. We both agreed that it wasn't the right fit. And so I really use that as an opportunity to do, what do I really want to do? What do I want to do next? Like if I could do anything I wanted, what would it be? And it was coaching. And I already started my coaching program when I was still in this job because I knew it wasn't the right fit. And I said, I've got to do something different. So I was doing them simultaneously. But I really believe, even though it didn't seem so at the time, it was pretty surprising and, you know, unsettling to leave that job. Um, but I leaned into it with faith and trust and realized what an amazing opportunity to really do what I want. I really... I have a gut instinct this is the right path. And so I haven't even had any, I haven't allowed any doubt or nervousness into the process. So because I'm experiencing this myself, I really found that it's helpful in me working with my clients. You know, you may find this as well as a coach and a woman when you've experienced certain things in your life, not to be relational, everyone's different. But I think there's a container we create or a space we create when we talk with our clients that really allows them to have a hope that there is always the possibility, always the possibility of doing what you want and and make and doing something different. I love that you kind of listened to that inner voice and asked yourself that question. If I could do anything, what would I do? I think a lot of times people are searching for purpose and meaning and fulfillment in their lives. But. They haven't even asked themselves, like, what do I want to do? How do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to contribute for the time that I'm here? So it's really good that you were um, able to kind of make that connection. And, you know, Diane, we met at a networking event. And I remember you were telling me um, that you host Power Word workshops. And I want you to tell the listeners, what exactly is a Power Word? And what would a workshop look like? Basically, it's a mini vision board. You know, I think a lot of a lot of your listeners may have heard of vision boards. You know, we have this image of this, what they used to call it a mind map or a vision board. It's a big collage with a whole bunch of photos on it. Well, I've learned there's more effective ways of really making it a manifestation tool, but it's it's a manifestation tool. It's a visual representation of your dreams, hopes, and desires. And so a power word is a mini version of that. So whereas my power, my vision board workshops could be a full day because they're all encompassing. A power word workshop can be 90 minutes. And what we're doing during that time is we're really connecting with, again, we're connecting with the inner you, the real you, what it is you want in your deepest desires. And so there's exercises we go through to make that happen. As I mentioned, the, the noisiness of the world, we may have gotten disconnected with that. So in a power word workshop, I leave you on a journey of self-discovery through some exercises and questions that start moving aside limiting beliefs and opening opening up possibilities and how it's powerful is 
the visual aspect of it and the exercises you do really take us less from the left side of the brain because that's what happens because we're adulting all the time okay we're we're busy in the world we've got you know mortgage to pay jobs to do kids to feed and so we're very in the analytical and the power word workshop really shifts us into the right brain the right side of the brain which is where curiosity exists where creativity exists and where we connect with our intuition and through that connection we now delve into the world of possibility and how possibility begins is con connecting with that word that represents the meaning behind what it is we want to have in our life. And so at a power word workshop, it's 90 minutes, as I mentioned, I provide all the supplies so you get a journal, notebook, you get a pen because you want to write down your thoughts, um, the answers to the exercises. Um, and then I also provide the card stock. It's like a four by six card, like a recipe science card. There's images, there's stickers, there's the glue sticks and the scissors. So those become the manifestation, the tangible manifestation of the work you're doing to start connecting with what it is you want, what is your power work. And by the end of the session, and let me explain that the card is the final piece, but the process is really where the manifestation is starting. But at the end, yeah. you've got this powerful card with your word. And your word is something that makes you feel empowered. And it's like a it's like your favorite sweater. It's a comfort word. It's just very meaningful. And then you'll select some images because neurologists have told us that an image is 60 times more powerful than a word alone. So what does that represent? What emotion does that evoke? And so at the end, you've got this great card, your card. And then you have it in a visible spot in your home and by looking at it on a repeated basis. That's where the manifestation continues and the magic can really happen. I think people having power words, these are things to kind of hold on to. You can kind of say to yourself over and over. I know for myself, my power word for this year is alignment. Everything I do is based on alignment, but I feel like I actually have multiple power words. My other one for this year is joy. Just everything I'm doing, I want to experience joy. And so I think people's power words can be very personal to them. So how does having a power word help people in their lives and in their well-being? Yeah, you know, what's been interesting about this work at the Academy is, is really understanding this isn't woo-woo. <laughs> you know, there's some urban legends, oh, it's magic and it's this and you have to be new age and you have to be creative. It's actually not. It's all based in neuroscience and neurology, which I found so interesting. I mean, I've experienced it and it's work, but I didn't necessarily understand the neurology behind it. So neuroplasticity is something that happens in our brain when we focus on something. I'm going to use the example of a wheat field. So if you imagine a wheat field, and let's say, for example, your house is on one side and your work is on the other, just for simplicity's sake. And every day you walk through the wheat field and by the repetition, you're creating a path. This is what happens in our brain when we repeat. So when you have the power word and you're constantly repeating it, you're actually creating repetition and you're designing new neural pathways in your brain. And it's shocking for me to have learned how resilient and changeable the brain is by what we focus on. And how that change then shifts in the brain, that then changes our action. Right. And then our action changes our results. So 
I always like to say small steps lead to big changes because sometimes when we're looking at starting, we don't because frankly, we don't know where to start. Yeah. We get overwhelmed with too many options. So this is a really manageable way to start retraining your brain is with the one word that's your word. And the emotion attached, attached to it and the intention attached to it is what makes all the difference. Yeah, that's so good. And I love when I learned about neuroplasticity, I was I was so fascinated. I went on YouTube and I think I watched maybe 50 videos just back to back. And I was like, I want to learn more. I want to learn more because that really is the opportunity and the tool to change our thoughts and thoughts change our behavior and behavior changes our actions. And then our actions lead us to results, just as exactly as you said. And so that's why I'm so focused on the mindset. Right. And so when we talk about wellness, so many people are focused on nutrition and food, and that's a part of it. But there is a large part of wellness that doesn't get talked about enough, which is about our mindset and the way that we're thinking about things and the identities that we're choosing to adopt for ourselves and believe in. And if we do not believe in the identity of who we want to be, then we will never become that person. Right. And so if you want to change that identity and change those beliefs, it starts with changing your thoughts and changing your feelings, and then you will kind of follow the path. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious, can you share a power word that you've personally used and the impact that it's had on your life? Yes. In fact, I resonated with what you said because my power word is joyous. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that sounds familiar. For me, joyous, how it came about was you start working through the process of what is it I want? What do I want to do for a living? Or how do I want my life to look? What car do I want? All that stuff. But then you dig deep, 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 deep down. And you identify what is the emotion behind that. That is really what you're looking for. So for me, when I did the exercise, I was like, because it's like an onion. <laughs> we keep yeah. peeling away the layers and going deeper and deeper the workshop. And then you all of a sudden are like, okay, what is the core feeling what resonates with me and for me it is joy joyous having a joyous feeling as my being not you know happiness let's be honest that surface level that's what we're all looking for but the true value of is the difference with joy and happiness is happiness can be based on circumstances or situations which as we know always change exactly. happy when this happens and it's always in the future or I was happy when that happened. How about the present? It's all about how do I feel in the present moment? And isn't that a great way? Wouldn't it be great to feel that now? Why am I waiting? So to exactly. me, the power of that is when I look at that. And that's why the actual manifestation of it in a, in a, in a tangible item, it's not just ethereal. To look at it every day, your brain is resonating. You're joyous. It is present. I am joyous. And before you know it, looking at it in the morning first thing and right before you go to bed at night, that's when this just starts to become who you are. Yeah, I love that. My second episode, actually, it's it's titled uh, From T Depression to Joy. And it was talking about my own personal journey of coming into this word joy and then embodying it and choosing it. I actually had to choose joy before I found joy, interestingly enough. And so, and even on my desk at work, I I have a, a card, a smaller card, and it says, I choose joy. And every time I just look at it and I'm reminded, right? And it's something, it's, it's something grounding to have. So I think having something tangible that you can hold on to, you can see, 
This really helps to ground and center you, especially when you're dysregulated for whatever different reason. Life is always throwing curveballs at you. So it's nice to have something that anchors you. So thank you so much for sharing that word with us. And in your experience, are there certain words or phrases that commonly hinder one's progress in life? And if so, how do you suggest that they reframe that? I've been very privileged through this new journey to connect with a lot of women and communities. And whenever women share their stories, we realize regardless of shape, size, color, how we look on the outside, whatever our package may be, and whatever our life experiences have been, there are a lot of common feelings people have. And some of those are things like, I'm not good enough. That's a common one. I'm too old or I'm too young. I don't have enough time. I'm not smart enough. I'll never be successful. I don't have enough money. So those to me seem to be very common. Um, What I would call a limiting belief, which we all have, you know, and a lot of this programming we have comes from, you know, how we were brought up, the circumstances we have experienced up to this point. Um, And I find that for women, I think we're very hard on ourselves. I think we almost say, okay, I'm going to get there before someone else gets there. I I know that was my experience in the past. And then you realize, like you just said a few moments ago, I choose something different. I choose something different. I can choose to think differently. I don't want to make it sound like it's overnight and easy, but it is possible. And so those to me are some of the limiting beliefs. And so ways to combat them are, is writing it down and kind of getting it out of your head and saying, kind of looking at it and saying, is that actually true? (laughs) And I like to ask the questions like, what if that wasn't true? What would be possible? Sometimes we have to shift out of the repetition of it and go, hmm, maybe maybe that's not, just because I thought it, just because I felt it, maybe it's not actually true. And then question and turn that around. Um, and then, you know, using positive affirmations. When you think, say, I'm not good enough for this promotion, you could say, I deserve, I'm a hard worker and I deserve success. Or with what I do with my clients is, Sometimes a client will be sort of, I don't have enough time to invest in myself. And then what if a client said, I have the ability to reorganize my time in order to focus on what's important to me, right? It's just shifting the perspective and focusing sometimes on the opposite, which can make you start saying, maybe there's a different way. I love that you share that, Diane, because just yesterday I was working with a client working on how to reframe limiting beliefs. And it was actually her homework. And she told me, she's like, I don't know what to do, right? So when we came back, when we came back for the next session, she's like, can you help me? And we went through it together and it was so powerful for her. And so I think that's why, you know, the coaching that you offer, the coaching I or other coaches offer, it's just that support. And like, sometimes you just need someone to help you even see the possibilities of how can you shift your perspective? How can you change your thinking? How can you position um, a challenge in such a way that you can also see the opportunity in it. And I think it's so important to write it down. And one of the comments she made was that, oh my gosh, I wrote this down and I don't like it. 
because now it was staring her in the face. The truth was staring her in her face and uh, she had to confront that self-talk that's been in her head. But once you confront it, then you can move forward. And coaching is all about forward momentum. It's always about how do we move forward? How do we take those small steps to make those bigger changes? So I love that. And do you think that both power words and affirmations should be used? I know you mentioned affirmations. Do you think that they should be used together or do you think it should just be one or just the other? I think they're both equally important. I mean, I think they do the same thing. It's that reframing and shifting your focus. And, you know, again, that neuroplasticity. I would say the power word is important in that it's a very singular focus. And if, you know, when it's on a card, it's a very, like you said, it's a visual representation of who you are at present and who you're evolving to be. Um, words of affirmation, again, are, I think it's like anything we do, the repetition and the emotion behind it. And I think the important thing with words of affirmation is to be always in the present moment. I am. Yeah. I am strong and empowered. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am. I am. Because that resonates. Your brain doesn't know the difference between now. Like it really doesn't. Like your brain believes what you tell it. I think that's what's important to know. It believes what you tell it. I am a winner. I am confident. And the more emotion you have and the more repetition, the more you believe it. I don't like that phrase, fake it till you make it. But what you're kind of doing, even though you're in the present moment, is you are connecting with who your future self will be. I'm there already, even though maybe in the present you don't feel you are. But it's just shifting through repetition. So I say doing both is important. And, and something I like to do with clients who really have a hard time, because sometimes the gap is so far between where you're at right now and where you want to be that it can be really hard for some people to even utter those words. And so one thing I like to suggest to my clients if they're in that situation is to say, I am becoming. So that it's a little bit softer. You, you are giving yourself grace to accept that you're not quite there yet. And then once you get comfortable saying that, then you can kind of adopt the I am. So just in case there's any listeners who just truly feel like they can't say the I am, it's okay because we all are at different places in our journeys. So find something though that is going to at least shift you in the right direction of believing that possibility is there for you and believing that the future you want can be the reality that you will experience. And Diane, um, before we close on one of the one of the primary goals on this show is to encourage women to prioritize their well-being, to pour back into themselves, honor their needs, and just have open conversations about their wellness journeys. And so for myself as a wellness coach, I see the nuanced experiences that other entrepreneurs go through and it can be a lot. And sometimes people feel like they're alone, but it's not true. And even with women professionals and executives, it's the same thing. There's a lot of times people feel siloed and that they're only going through a certain situation by themselves. So I want to ask you, have you ever experienced any challenges that have affected your well-being? And if so, can you share one strategy that has helped you? So I would say right now, what I've experienced on my journey as a relatively new entrepreneur, I mean, I have a very extensive business background, but as my own business is, there's a lot of information, which is great, but I found I had to manage how much information I took in because it would be very easy just to get in the momentum of constant learning and never actually actioning. Oh, I think we, a lot of us have a tendency to do this. 
I'll be ready when. Oh, I just need one more webinar on this. I just need this. Once I know this, but we have everything we need and we are learning as we go. So my experience has been my challenge was is also determining what information supported my vision for my business and what I had to offer. Um, And so by sitting in that knowing I mentioned to you earlier, which resonates in my stomach, I say I get a gut instinct. I thought, okay, yeah, this network seems to be the right connection and be like-minded. That resource, I think, would be a great tool for my coaching business. That resonates with who I am authentically. So I'm just now going to action these things. And I'm going to say, I'll participate in this, but I don't need to participate in that right now. So I would say trusting my gut. And along that line for wellness, sometimes just taking time to relax. I know you mentioned that at the beginning with me. Because you're very active and busy, which is great. But then you're like, but you said, but I'm also taking time to relax. And I would say, as women, that's tricky to do. But I finally learned for myself, when you are, when something is telling you to be still or something is telling you to not action something for the moment, trust that's true. And then realize that there's power in taking that time because that's where creativity and recharging occurs and some great ideas or just your wellness will come out of that. So I would say that's sort of what I've been learning on this journey. And um, it's really sitting and trusting yourself. Everyone is on a different step of their journey. Just trust that you're where you need to be. And it's okay. Don't compare. I've always looked to people as inspiration or a source of supporting guidance, but not from a comparison point of view. Know that your journey is unique and special and they're great people to help you along the way, but also trust yourself through that process. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think trusting your gut, trusting your instinct and realizing I don't have to do it all. It's so powerful when you can step into that, whatever it looks like for your life. I think we always think we can do more than what we actually can. And so being aware of not only our limitations, but we have power to choose our limitations. We can say, I don't want anything more. I'm not going to step past this, right? Like those are boundaries that we set for ourselves to protect ourselves, to protect our time and our energy. And I'm very, very passionate about protecting my time, protecting my energy, protecting my peace. (laughs) These are core values for me core actions that I take. And I so strongly believe that if we as women can do that, we will show up better for ourselves. We will reconnect with ourselves in a really powerful way because we're rested and we're empowered and we've been able to discover ourselves in a new way and discover what drives us, what lights us up. And then we know where to focus our attention to get the results that we want. When are you writing the book? I'll be the first one to buy it. That was so well <laughs> Been out in the atmosphere. You never know. Maybe one day. But Diane, this has been such a great conversation. And I want you to please tell the the listeners more about what you offer. And uh, for all the listeners, the links for Diane will all be in the show notes. So you can click on them to find her. Sure. So I do offer one-on-one coaching. So that really gives you an opportunity to delve into um, really discovering what it is you want to do in any aspect of your life. And you can partner to create clarity um, and space to make those those visions happen. I also offer 90-minute um, power word workshops. 
And I also offer six hours, so full day vision board workshops, which are absolutely fantastic. And both of those programs are uh, groups of five or more. And um, I've my experience so far has been, those can be, as I mentioned, a portal that really starts you, you know, you opening up to what's possible. So in a lot of cases, I'll work with clients where we create the vision, they create the vision on the vision board. And then the next step is let's partner on one-on-ones where we can now put some goals in place to make that happen. Because manifestation is definitely at work here, but manifestation comes through the actions we take as well. So I just wanted to say that those things all go hand in hand. So um, I offer a complimentary call for people to just have a chat with me. You know, everyone has a different journey, as you mentioned, and it's great for them to be able to determine whether I can offer um, the form or the platform with which they want to take their journey and to see if I might be the right partner to support them on making that happen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Diane, for being on the show. And you've shared so much wisdom and insights. And I know that the listeners are truly going to enjoy hearing from you. And uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your communities from the full cup.